Welcome to Choose to Play Big by Thea Stone. In this episode, I want to talk about two messages I got. One from what I want to call the chicken elders and another that came from the forest uh, the morning after. Um, I had had a dream a couple of days ago where... I was in a bedroom, not my own, but what felt like my own in, in the dream. And I turned after, you know, an hour or two sleep and saw that uh, on the other side of the room, there was an array of chickens. And these chickens seemed very present, very calm. And it felt like their higher selves were there not just the the bodily presence of a chicken and i remember thinking well okay they've they've chosen to come here tonight i'll just uh, let them out in the morning and take them back to the neighboring farm where they came from and when i did that in the morning uh, they sort of they went outside some of them stayed inside actually and but they stayed very close to me where I was staying. They didn't seem to be wandering back to where they had come from. And I was a bit curious about that and I started thinking about, well, maybe they came for a reason and that's why they, they've they come. And at some point I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm worried that the neighbours are going to think that, you know, I took them or they're worried about where they are and stuff like that. So... I tried to take them back and some of them went and some of them were very unwilling. And at one point there was a chicken that I had sort of been sort of following to try and to try and get, pick up. And it ended up in a supermarket nearby and it was cram- clambering up these set of shelves trying to sort of get away from me. Um, and I managed to just grab her legs as she flew up and 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 I sort of like held her upside down for a little bit, got her body and then placed her on one of those trolleys that, you know, they use for shelving when they're putting stock out. And when she was there, when she'd been climbing up the, the shelving, she looked like a, an Isa Brown. She looked like a very sort of common commercial hen. But when I laid her down, she looked like a Polish. And and the Polish, for those who don't know, have these have this big sort of bouffant of feathers on their head, big round, and it looks like they have no eyes because their eyes are covered by the all the feathers. It's very distinctive if you know it. And I noticed that her legs and her toes had these suddenly had these elastic bands on them and I, and I was able to get the ones around her feet off but there was these tiny little red ones that were around her toes and they weren't actually holding anything together but it was like it was symbolic of you know being um bound and being um yeah kind of like trapped in some way and I find it quite interesting that she became a Polish because um, after the dream, I started thinking that 
maybe this is a connection to concentration camps, to the whole idea of um, being enslaved. And yeah, that's kind of the image that I sort of had when I woke up. And I felt this, if it really, really got to me. And, you know, because I know that uh, I, I really love chickens and, you know, I'm, I'm quite into chicken welfare and, and all of that. And it felt like what they were saying to me was that, you know, we don't, we know, you know, some of us are at the point where we do not want to, to play this game anymore of, you know, being slaughtered and produced for the supermarkets and, and reminding me that this is animal slavery, you know. And I've, I've, I've always had this uh, feeling that I've wanted to, if I got in a position to do it financially, time-wise and all of that would be to set up what I like to call chicken forest sanctuaries as a sort of like, almost like a halfway home to rehabilitate ex-commercial hens so that they can get to the point where they can go back into the forest which is where chickens naturally thrive and actually rebuild that relationship in their lives and how how that might come about and I often find myself thinking about it and I felt very strongly when I got this dream message that it was like they were coming to me because they they knew my heart and they knew how I felt about this and it was almost like a confirmation and almost like um we're letting you know that we what we're feeling because I've been thinking about you know is this something that chickens would actually want would would something like that be useful or do they want something else you know and I I felt that the dream was really them coming to me and saying yeah we 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 like your idea you know and so once I got up I, I went to the forest so I quite often go for forest walks and while I was there I was thinking about the dream and you know, I spoke to the forest and I said, you know, is this something that you would want? Even if it's not this particular forest, is this something that forests would want? You know, to do something like this. And I got this heartache feeling. And I, I got the sense that the forest missed the chickens. That the, there used to be this uh, relationship there that has been interrupted um, and distorted because um, chickens now live in farms. And, you know, it's quite common for chickens to, if they're sort of in an enclosure, to eat all the grass that's there and, and, it, and then just walking around in mud, basically, because they, they can't do what they naturally do, which is, you know, move on to a different area in the forest um, and therefore not over 
consume an area. Finding that balance, right? And yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's been on my mind because, you know, I've been reevaluating what it is that I want to do and, and also been thinking about the fact that do I want to do something because I think it it combines an interest of mine with the capacity to make money or is this something I would actually do if money was was not the issue if I if I didn't have to produce 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 you know in the same ways that chickens are producing their bodies for us right And the truth is that the the chicken sanctuary idea is something that I, I would still do. I mean, I feel that abundance being no object, that I would, you know, still need to go on and continue my healing journey. But I feel that this is something I would want to work to. And I think it because it's such a big idea and you know I'm trying to look at you know where am I holding myself back because I think it's too big you know this is this is one of them because it feels like oh my god it feels like such a big thing to try to do and lots of kind of things to think about and knowing that I don't know all the answers and um and all of this but just feeling that confirmation from the universe that um, there is interest, that there is desire, that there is something here that could be worked on if the circumstances start shifting. And one of them being my own perception about what is possible and, and this is something that I want to do and all of that. And what was interesting when I went to the forest was um, I went up to my tree who, who told me her, to call her Jodie. And I was telling her about it as I was, I gave her a hug and I was, I was, I was thinking about the dream and what I was thinking about, you know, and I'd just been speaking to the forest and, and, um, she asked me to turn around so I could put my back on her. And as I was doing that, I had my eyes closed. And then suddenly I hear this big thump not far from me. And just as I'm opening my eyes, I see a few leaves rustle. And so I, I go down and just like move the leaves around and I can't see anything that was obvious that made that kind of thud. And then I noticed that next to the pile of leaves was this short sort of stick it was about, I don't know, maybe five inches long, something like that. And I was like, oh, could it be the stick that made the noise? And I picked it up and I could see that on one end of it, half of the sort of piece of wood at the end, you could see it was a fresh break because it was very light wood. Um, it hadn't been sort of weathered like the rest of the branch. And so I just dropped it from um, sort of, I guess, shoulder height just to see what it sounded like and had a very similar sound. 
and I realized that Jodie had given me a piece of her um, to take with me, to have in my home, so I could have her energy with me as uh, I figure this out. And I can't help feeling that, you know, I came to her thinking about a way of how I could serve Mother Nature. And then Mother Nature lent her hand to me. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Because I'm reaching a point where it's like I could see ways in which I could make offerings to bring in money to do something else that feels a bit more aligned. But I kind of feel like I'm just, I'm reaching a point where it's like, I just don't want to operate in the old model of produce, earn, produce, earn, even if it's gift-based. It's almost like I need to move away entirely from that to, to a way of thinking of what is it in my heart that wants to do right now? What is it in my soul? What am I driven by? What is it that I want to see change in the world? And there are many things, but what is alive within me that feels like it wants to be? And there are many things that I want to do or I do do, but would like more time to do. But what I want more than anything is just to be free from this paradigm of you're up a certain amount of hours, you produce a certain amount of hours and you do whatever. And that's not to say that you shouldn't make goals or you shouldn't uh, strive for something, but it feels like the, the foundation of it needs to be very different to what it used to be. And I'm still still trying to figure that out, but I. I don't know, I feel very differently about how what we do with our time and the nature of that process, how that's going to actually unfold as things change. And I think that this dream and this forest walk was a confirmation that even though I'm still figuring all this out, there is still that, that pull to look at this, this and, and, and confirmation that this is something that can do good. This is something that the chickens and the forests would like to see um, happen at some point. And that doesn't mean that I have to suddenly like figure it all out now but it was just like a little nudge and just a little remembering that this is um, how it can be. And I, I still think that, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. So I, I said in my last podcast that I was thinking of an interim offering between the sort of intuition-based offerings I wanted to do and where I am now in my day job and what I have been considering 
is opening myself up to offer commissions for spirit animal portraits because I've been working on one recently which I just finished today matter of fact and the process has shown me that this is something I could actually do I've done three of them in the last year without even like planning it or or it's you know making the intention this is a direction I'm going it just kind of happened it's it's something that I like to do for people that if there's an animal that they feel very connected to either a species or a particular companion that I kind of like doing paintings and drawings of this so that people have that connection uh, in their homes to and can celebrate that connection and so I've been thinking that I might sort of offer my services for commissions like that and I still think I'm going to do that I still think I'm going to paint I still think I want to have more time for that in my life but what I'm feeling would be ideal would actually just to see what happens organically rather than doing the whole I don't want to say business because I'm I'm trying not to go down the traditional business model. I'm trying to say offerings rather than products and services. I'm trying to say gifting instead of um, payments or subscriptions. Um, but it, it almost feels like there's another step beyond that. And that would honestly be just like, oh, the circumstances have come together for a painting for this person in the same way that it has kind of happened over this last year and then to have it happen rather than look at the whole oh well if I do x paintings a week and I do x hours on a week I can churn out this many paintings and then I can pay my bills it kind of feels like that paradigm needs to actually just fizzle out and when you come from this space of just letting things unfold then the idea of taking on something big like a chicken forest sanctuary doesn't feel quite as overwhelming because you can say okay well if I was going to do this what would be the first step what would I need and what do I want what would I want my role to be in that and just start letting it sort of grow and I think I am going to continue thinking about this and maybe even making some notes and gathering information and stuff. I don't see myself saying, oh, I'm going to have my first sanctuary up by this year or anything like that. But what I am going to do is say to the universe, I'm here, I'm thinking about it. And if this is something that needs to come into fruition then I know that you're going to bring me the resources and the inspiration and the people and the, all the things that are necessary for it to just organically unfold and so I'm just making myself open so that I don't close the door on the possibility of this happening 
And that's a much more empowering and freeing and less stressful place to be in. And and it's it's really made me rethink about my motivations to do everything, you know. Am I doing this because I feel like I should or because I've been conditioned to do things this way? Or am I doing it because it's just coming out of me, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I had a lovely conversation. I just had an art session. We had a lovely conversation in it. And in it, I was saying that, you know, I think my fire has been suppressed for so long in order to conform and to fit and to function within the paradigm that we've been given. And I feel that now it's just like bursting out. It's like it can't be contained. And so it's like, I don't know from one day to the next what I'm going to be focusing on. I used to be so focused and like would finish things and get things done and motivate myself and push through and soldier on and all of these things. And now it's just like, you know, I feel like I'm a totally different person, can't focus. I uh, don't even know what the time is half the time. Um, I'm late to things, which is something that I'm not normally doing. And yeah, I, I'm just in a totally different space. And I think it's honestly like I've turned into this volcano, all this suppression of creative, fiery energy is bursting out and it will find its place. It will find its level where it needs to be, where it needs to focus. But right now it's going through that explosion to get it out so that it can then level out. Um, which is why I, I know that I can't really put myself in a place of saying I'm going to commit to doing X podcasts a month or, um, you know, I, I'm going to do my newsletter or I'm going to do this. Right now I'm in this cauldron process and it's all being formulated and forged and I don't know how it's going to come out. But I do know that if I just let this process unfold naturally, it'll find its rhythm and its cycles. Um, and because that wasn't allowed to happen earlier, there's a lot more to sort of process and figure out. And so right now I just have to be okay with not knowing and just exploring and, and following what feels right in the moment. And it feels very close to how I'm feeling now about the whole how do I serve question. What is the right livelihood question, you know. And so it's, it's, it's really interesting that a dream with my beloved chicken elders brought all of this to the fore. Um, and to that I'm really grateful to them. So thank you for listening. And catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Choose to Play Big.